Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio. Brought to you by OnPay, Atlanta's new standard in payroll. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Atlanta Business Radio, and this is going to be a good one. But before we get started, it's important to recognize our sponsor, OnPay. Without them, we couldn't be sharing these important stories. Today on Atlanta Business Radio, we have Eric Bowmans with Improving. Welcome, Eric. Thanks, Lee. I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about Improving. How are you serving folks? Sure. So Improving is an IT consulting company. Um, It's based out of Dallas, Texas, but we have offices in um, Canada, U.S., and Mexico, and one of our offices here in the Atlanta region. Um, we, we actually have had a location here for about 13 years, but we were acquired by Improving back in 2019. So um, we actually, like I said, IT consulting, and um, we try to bring a slightly different approach to IT consulting. We actually want to change the perception of IT uh, through trust. So if anybody goes to our website, you'll actually see the word trust is one of the first words you see versus anything about what we do or or the kind of services we offer. So um, how do we approach IT in a way that builds trust and builds a relationship with our clients? So um, what does kind of that ideal client look like for you guys? What does an ideal improving client look like? Are they enterprise level? Are they small to mid-size? Uh, so we work with pretty much all sizes. We've got clients such as BP, uh, American Airlines, um, all the way down to mid-sized clients here in Atlanta, as well as even startups and, and smaller groups. So we work with all the sizes um, and it just depends on what they're trying to do and, and how we can help. And what is the typical pain point that they're having where uh, improving is the, the right solution for what they need? Yeah, so kind of two different pain points are pretty common right now. Um, one is just in general, the whole the whole cloud thing, right, is a lot of businesses are still trying to figure that out, or um, they did figure it out, but are realizing that it's quite a bit more expensive than they expected. So a lot of what we're doing now is focused on how we can help with um, understanding how to best leverage the cloud, whether that's Microsoft Azure, Amazon AWS, or Google's cloud. All of those different things are you know areas that our clients are working in. Um, and we're helping them navigate those costs and helping them navigate, you know, how do I actually use those services in a way that um, brings value to my business, but also achieves a lot of my goals. The second pain point, um, which is pretty common right now as well, is how do I staff my IT projects? How do I, um, as I, a company, am needing to grow my IT services, my offerings, my products, um, how am I able to tap into talent that is, you know, very high in demand as as it they also are trying to hire, but also um, instead of hiring, can they approach a consulting company like improving in a way that um, helps them accelerate projects where you know direct hire might be difficult. So it's really uh, turnkey services in terms of you can come in and fix the problem that I'm having. I can hire you as a consultant to fix the problems that I'm having, but you can also help me train brand new people to recruit or find the right talent to insert into my organization. Yeah, absolutely. So we work on several different levels. One is absolutely that turnkey, that project base where we're helping you solve a problem or even prevent a problem, right? We can come in ahead of a initiative and help you plan that initiative out in a way that uh, reduces risk and makes it a smoother implementation. Um, and then we can help you actually implement it with teams that we can build of our, from our side 
Um, and then ultimately, yeah, we can actually even help recruit team members directly to to you. Now, what does the um, kind of the market look like right now? Uh, historically, technology talent has you know kind of had a negative. Uh, employment rate, right? They're, the people you're hiring aren't just sitting on the couch waiting for the phone to ring. They already have a job somewhere or a project or they're freelance or doing something. Yep. And that's only truer now, right? Uh, a lot of big technology companies, especially in Atlanta, have either opened offices recently or some recent announcements that they're going to be opening offices and hiring you know, thousands of people. And um, if you're already in Atlanta, you're already trying to hire IT, then you know there's there's not thousands of people available. Um, and so it, it absolutely is a market where um, the top talent really has their options in front of them when, when they're looking for a job. So but part of your kind of secret sauce is you have the ability to re- uh, help people recruit in this market and also retain their t- current t- talent that they have? Um. So, so we can definitely recruit, and that is something that we do help clients with. Um, but I think the other part of that is more um, that we have our own talent that we've been able to to build kind of a strong team around, and, and a lot of different trust principles that we bring I mean that if a client's working with us and we're providing a team from our resources, um, they see consistency there. A lot of times, you may go to a consulting shop and have a different consultant you know, every month because they're having their own issues. Um, we work really hard with our internal team to make sure that we're retaining the best talent internally so that we can always make those available to clients. Now, do you think that uh, you're good at retaining talent just b- because of the culture and improving? Uh, like, what is what is improving doing that maybe other firms can learn from in order to help them retain talent? Yeah, obviously, we're not going to give all of our secrets away. But, um, but yeah, I think culture is a huge part of that, right? We um, strive to really create a connection and a place for what we like to call magnets, where people see a reason to be a part of a team. Um, they may be working with a client team. They may be working by themselves with a client, but they always feel a connection back to improving, back to our Atlanta office. Um, we have tons of different type of culture events. We do a huge amount of internal education, um, typically two lunch and learns every week that, that are on different topics, both on technology and consulting helping people identify because one thing about technologists is they almost always love to learn because what, whatever, you know, today is going to be out of date sometimes within weeks. And so how do we connect to an individual with what they want to learn and where they want to head is something that we do. That's um, super important to our team. Now, when it comes to talent, are you finding talent um, locally here in Atlanta? Is it something that you have to kind of, um, really be global in your thinking um, or are there kind of pockets of talent kind of hiding in plain sight in, in different regions? Yeah. So that's the, the interesting thing about improving, right? Is we have offices, Canada, U S and Mexico. So we are actively recruiting in all of those different regions from you know, Minneapolis to Chicago, to Ohio, uh, Texas uh, as, as well. And so, each office has its own kind of recruiting focus. So here in Atlanta, we're definitely focused more on local Atlanta talent, but at the same time, we've got employees working in Florida, North Carolina, Virginia. Um, and so, so we, while we are Atlanta focused, when we do our recruiting, we obviously um, still have that global perspective because the, the talent could be anywhere. And with a lot more remote work, it literally can be anywhere. So we, um, a lot of, and to answer the first part of your question, a lot of the way we, we do find people is word of mouth and referral. You know, people who work here 
if they know people that they want to work with will often help us connect with those and bring them in. Now, you you mentioned earlier training, coaching, education. Um, is that something you're only doing for your own people or is it something that you do kind of outwardly to kind of grow your own talent so you can identify, oh, this person will be good here and then we can give them a pathway to you know a full-time position or a different type of position than they have currently? Yeah, um, that's a great question because we actually both offer training and coaching uh, for technologies and things like Agile and Scrum to our clients and to their teams and help them uh, adopt new technologies and new ways of doing technology projects. But we also absolutely offer that same level of of service to our internal client. I'm sorry, our internal employees, right? We're, we're helping them understand uh, and new technologies can grow. Um, we also do national lunch and learns pretty much every week that are free to the public uh, on a variety of topics. So, so we have a lot of different ways to to take the knowledge that we have, make sure that we're sharing it with all of our stakeholders, whether they are clients, whether they are just the general community or our employees, so that everybody has kind of that access to to new information, new technology. Now, you mentioned having the advantages of having locations around the world. It, here in Atlanta, are there kind of specialties that you're, you know, like we're good at certain things here, like we're good at healthcare IT, we're good at fintech. Um, are you finding the talent here kind of gravitates around those clusters or, uh, and then maybe a different part of the country that they have a bunch of people that are in cybersecurity or different types of specialties? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you mentioned both the med tech and the fintech. Those are both big for us in terms of our Atlanta office. Um, we also do a lot of financial, well, fintech, but I mean, and the insurance side as well as the banking. Um, and then, but for a great example, right, our Houston office is much more involved in the, the oil side of things, right? So the, the local companies there, Dallas has some local, a lot of major corporations are in the Dallas area. So um, you'll see those slices, depending on which office you're talking to, um, both in terms of the clients that we have, the internal expertise we have, and then also the, the, the team members. Um, we also do a little bit of technology specialization as well. So um, for example, fintech may tend towards some of the um, Linux and Java side of things, whereas um, our office tends to lean towards Microsoft, Azure, and AWS. So you'll see a little bit of technology slicing in that way as well, just because of what kind of products and, and backgrounds those companies have. And I would think that that kind of gives you an advantage in the sense that you have specialists in all different areas uh, because of your footprint all over the place. Absolutely. Yeah. There are very few IT projects that we don't have some of our expertise, whether it's industrial or technical. Um, not that we know everything and about everything. There are definitely areas that we uh, would always refer to a, a better specialist than we are. Um, but yeah, we do have, um, we can bring depth of experience to lots of different industries, lots of different verticals as well as um, technical backgrounds. So now when you're working with a client, are you kind of triaging uh, areas where they have a problem or a challenge, or are you kind of leading in the sense that you're pushing them into, um, you know, into the future, or like say like web 3.0, is that something that you're like saying, Hey, we have the skills to do this and you might be able to benefit because of this. Uh, where that may, may not have been, you know, in the a front burner issue for them. Yeah, um, really, it's both. I mean, we used 
to joke that you don't hire a consultant if everything's running great, right? Because why do you need to, to change anything? Um, so we do absolutely a lot of that kind of troubleshooting, firefighting of, of systems, companies that have outgrown their current capacity, that are scaling beyond what they, the systems they built. You know, how do you take what you have, get it to a place where it's stable, and then um, how do you take it forward from there? And it can becomes that next conversation. So um, if you've got something that you're happy with and you need to grow it, scale it, become an international company, leverage the cloud better than you have today, um, that's something we can absolutely help. But a lot of times it does begin with that, hey, um, this is broken. Can you guys help? Now, what about uh, kind of this push-pull around hybrid remote um, in-office? How are you kind of handling that um, turbulence in the talent market right now? Yeah, I think that might be another advantage that we bring because we're consulting, right? Um, So we love to see people in our office when it's safe and when um, they're comfortable coming in or if it's geographically convenient. We have an office in Alpharetta. It's a great space. Um, But at the same time, um, even even beyond, you know, before COVID, uh, just commuting is a can be a pain. And so we've always had a hybrid model. Our office is only about a quarter the size of our company. So we actually never expect everybody to be here unless it's a, an all hands meeting, um, which are almost quarterly at most when, when possible. Um, so hybrid is really our assumption. Um, so like I said, we've got employees who aren't even local and, and even they will come into some of these meetings. Um, but that, that hybrid model works well for consulting. The, the question mark is going to be our clients, right? Our clients also have to support a hybrid model or um, as they, as the local and companies are considering bringing their workers back to their offices, will they be asking consultants to also show up? Is some one of the things that we're paying attention to and in, in working with consultants who um, like the work, but aren't ready to show up at a client's doorstep, right? So how do we create that balance of, of local businesses who are ready to return to work um, that are our clients and we, being a hybrid company, how do we support really both sides? This is one of the things that we work hard on. Now, are you seeing any other kind of trends in the technology space right now that uh, we should be paying attention to? Um, well, you mentioned cybersecurity earlier. Uh, that is absolutely the biggest trend. Uh, so we, I mentioned at the beginning, cloud, right? How do we get to the cloud? How do we spend less money in the cloud? Um, but the under current of all these is also how to do that in a secure way. Um, the amount of attacks on cyber resources has only gone up every single month. And so how do we build something that is secure? How do we build something that um, meets a lot of different um, security requirements? Uh, that's something that I personally work a lot in. I'm actually our local cybersecurity officer and have talked a lot about uh, a lot of the different security approaches that we bring to a clients, all industry standards, you know, no secret sauce there because um, you got to rely on what all the people are doing together. But um, I'd say that is probably the biggest trend other than just how do I uh, better leverage the money I'm spending on my IT resources. Now, are you seeing uh, regarding cybersecurity, uh, there's always been obviously attacks on enterprise level or organizations, you know, um, but now it seems like the, the bad guys are going a little bit more downstream and attacking uh, mid size and smaller organizations and they tend to not have the, you know, all of the cyber security uh, toys that the enterprise people have. And in some cases they, you know, have their head in the sand. They don't even want to think about it. 
Yeah, no, exactly. And kind of the saying is there's a price for every size target, right? From a, a grandmother all the way up to a Fortune 500 companies. Um, there's a way to monetize an attack on any size organization at this point. It's become very um, almost um, you know shopping cart style for the attackers to, to be able to make money off of anyone. Obviously, a lot more concerted efforts against the big players because it's a, a bigger dollar value that you can get. The the they're, um, the people who are doing the attacks obviously want to get a good return on their investment as well, unfortunately. Um, but another thing that, that we've also seen and kind of um, want to make sure people are aware is, as you're thinking about that, they also you know look at LinkedIn and they see what your corporate org chart is. They also read your public your PR releases. So we've seen companies who announce, hey, we just got this $50 million deal. A couple of days later, the attacks just go way up at that point because uh, they just told the world that they they've got some money coming in. So it's um it's a sophisticated environment that we're operating in. Yeah, and that's something I don't know if everybody realizes that these are kind of professionals doing this. This isn't the kid in the basement with Cheetos and Red Bull. They, these are they're whiteboarding things out. They're you know running experiments. They're uh, paying attention to not only your LinkedIn but your Facebook. And if you're uh, I've heard horror stories of CEOs saying they're on vacation and then uh, on Facebook and then immediately somebody is sending a note to the HR person asking for something yep. and, uh, you know, pretending to be the CEO. It's just these are professionals. These aren't, you know, just uh, kids just screwing around. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's It's a monthly occurrence where somebody reports that they got a supposed text from our CEO and you know, saying, Hey, can you send some iTunes gift cards to me? And yes, they're all fake. Right. And that's the, the same thing we have to repeat. Um, our CEO has a different way to ask for iTunes gift cards, right. That's not texting the newest person who just got hired. Yeah. It's, it's really, it, it's, it's tough for businesses because you want to uh, be able to react fast and have that speed and the customer is expecting speed um, in, a, in any interaction, but also you have to be cautious because with speed becomes these kind of mistakes that you can make. One click can be, you know, download malware and it's game over. Absolutely. Yeah. And that, that's the balance, right? And that's what when we're working with clients is, is how do you strike that balance of, of speed to market, of being agile with your practices, but also staying secure. Um, you know, how do you do secure software development? How do you do um, DevOps is a big trend. DevSecOps is the, the flavor that we try to preach, right? Because security really has to be present in every single IT decision at this point. If you leave it out, if you don't have security, have a seat at the table, yeah, you're, you're opening yourself up to huge risks. So it's definitely something that we talk about a lot. Well, if somebody wants to learn more uh, about improving, uh, what is the website? What is the best way to get a hold of you or somebody on your team to you know have more substantive conversation? Yeah, so improving.com is our website. Um, from there, you can go to any of our local offices. The Atlanta office is there with our address, phone number. Um, I'm Eric Bowman's as well, so I'm on LinkedIn and as well as the rest of our team, so it's easy to, to find us and get a hold of us. Well, Eric, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing important work, and we appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Atlanta Business Radio. 